0: Hello, I am Pia, a married mom of two, who wants to be Martha Stewart, who would rather spend her time planning elaborate dinner parties, when in reality, I'm procrastinating about making my family matching t-shirts with my cricket maker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Brienne, and I'm an HGTV and Hallmark Channel junkie. I currently live in Houston, Texas with my husband and three young kids. What about being
0: from the Bronx?
1: Oh, uh, you made fun of me last time I said it, so I decided to make out.
0: Well, now they know. Brianne's from the Bronx. The boogie-down.
1: Hi, Brienne. How are you? Hey. I'm doing well. Just to, Well, I'm making my list for the things that we need for this week. Like, as far as food's concerned, I'm going to do a... Uh, delivery service.
0: Oh, well, you're better than I, but I think my goal for this week is to um stay out of the store, so I'm only trying to limit my outings to twice this week instead of going to the grocery store what seems like every day. So I'm I'm yeah.
1: trying. I'm used I I'm, I'm the everyday shopper. This is this is hurting me. I've never I've never been a meal planner. I've never been a planner. I've never been that type of person, so um It's hard. This is going to be the hardest thing for me in isolation is that I have to plan ahead. Like, I have to really plan. When we go out, it's really important. I have to make sure I have a complete list of what I need because there's no
0: going back. Yeah, for me, it's not so much the planning. It's the fact that I don't know what I want to eat for dinner because now I'm trying to tell myself, oh, you're having a salad for dinner. And in theory, I probably would have a salad for dinner, but because I'm telling myself I have to have a salad for dinner, I don't want a salad for dinner. I want something complete. I don't even know what I want, but I don't want a salad. But you're so, your own two year old. So, you know, but, you know, let's get to our story because we have Hanya back with us today. Um, yes, so I we- need
1: her. I have so many questions for her, and I'm sure
0: she's going to tell me I have to plan. <laughs> yeah, so for those who remember, who don't remember, just to jar of memories, Hanya, we interviewed Hanya last year, and I think it was in March, uh, oh, about full circle. homeschooling, because she homeschools her seven children. <laughs> she only has three, but it probably feels like seven. And so she's going to. One, she's going to tell us uh, about how her life as a homeschooler has changed because Hanya is not that homeschooler who sits in the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So her life has drastically changed. And she's also going to give parents who are now forced to support their children's school at home, she can give them advice as to how she makes everything work for her.
2: So Hanya, what's going on? Hey, hi. Um, yeah, like you said, Pia, I am not a stay-at-home homeschool mom. I'm used to um, every day we go out for something, some activity, you know, soccer, baseball, swimming, violin, piano, guitar, art, just whatever, uh, playdates at the park or playdates at people ha- people's houses, so you know, I see a lot of people on Facebook posting, like, oh my gosh, how do people do it? And, like, no, this is not, this is not like it. We story. are not at home.
1: Right. <laughs> even the same thing with stay at home a... moms. Like, exactly. everyone's like, how is, oh gosh, like, how do you do it? I'm like, no, this is not normal. I'm a stay at home mom, and this is not normal. Yeah. None of no, this is normal.
2: I yeah. I mean, even just four days of being stuck at home has been trying for me. And I'm used to being my kids during the day. But I'm used to going out at night, several nights a week, for dinners or just <laughs> meetings or whatever excuse. That's right. I can use that's how you got out errands and stuff. So it's you know it has been definitely trying. So, well, so some of the stuff we're doing, we're not really our schedule hasn't changed so much. It's more in the sense that we just have more free time at home, and so it's not as rushed to get the schoolwork done in the morning, but my kids still have to do the same work that they've been doing. Um,
1: I have my pen and my paper out.
2: Tell me exactly what your
1: schedule is okay. like. <laughs> your homeschool schedule. I'm ready to learn.
2: Uh, well, I wake up kind of late in the morning <laughs> and then I get up and I take a walk for first shower and get my feet. So, I'm not really ready to do school with them till 11 or so, but usually by then they know uh, to get their work started. So like my oldest is, will be 13 this week. He, um, he can do most of his work on his own. So he can start his work, do his work. The younger two um, can do maybe math and writing and certain um, subjects that they are able to do on their own. They really just wait on me to do reading and then I'll one at a time. Uh, sit down with whomever needs help and do they fight work.
1: over you because my I foresee I, I my inviting over me
2: um not so much it's more like no I'll go first no you go first but usually it's my middle one that always wants to go first and my my youngest is like not in a hurry to get work done so it's not <laughs> usually a fight um sometimes but not usually I try to you know maybe do a little bit with one and then the middle one always wants to just get it done. She's a get up in the morning, get it done. Um, but she kind of needs to... the most help. So it's like... hard to balance that with the other two. Because even though the oldest is pretty independent, at times he needs help. And it's frustrating for him that I'm sometimes so busy with the younger two that he has to wait. Right.
1: Do you tell, like, there any things that you do to assist him in being frustrated or just being frustrated is fine. It doesn't bother you. Cause my thing is I think like being frustrated is a good healthy thing that you have to go through. It's just that when they irritate me, like mommy, 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 cause they're frustrated. That's when I yeah. get annoyed.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm more of a look, you know, do what you can do on your own first and then, yeah, sorry you're going to have to wait. Um, but he's got plenty of work that he's not, I mean, I pretty, the girls, since they're younger don't have as much work whereas he does they all take classes outside um at a commute like a it's not technically a school but it is they go there they take classes and so he has homework from that so he may have questions about some of his work and i'll eventually get to it but he's just he's pretty good about waiting i'm like just go look at your football cards or baseball cards or (laughs) do something else right so, I mean, we're used to doing it. This is like our schedule hasn't necessarily changed. What's changed is there's just no outside activities. So it's not like there's this learning curve of, well, what's the expectation? How do we, you know, um, get our work done? How do we, you know, they just, it's it's that part of our schedule is somewhat the same. The incentive is they know I just recently added Disney+. Plus which I said I would never do, but <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measure- measures. And so they know if they all get their work done, they get to watch a movie. So that's incentive enough for them to get it done with minimal to no complaining. Because if they complain, then they don't get to watch.
1: Okay, so I'm hearing mom has time first. The kids yes. have, I guess, a work plan, which is what my kids call it because they have a Montessori background. So. They have a work plans. So they know what they can do on their own. And then you come in, you rotate helping them.
2: Yes. And incentive I, is Disney Plus. That sounds
1: good to me. Sounds really yeah. manageable.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, you know, depends the kid, you know, older kids, if they have a phone or an iPad, it could be, you know, like it used to be for my son. He has kind of an iPod that we let him use. He gets 30 minutes on the iPod once he's finished all of his work. Good. And if he gets on it before, then he loses that privilege uh, for the next few days. So it's just whatever your kid's uh, incentive is. You just, I just use that to get them to get their work done. Um, right. And it's so far been pretty successful. But I mean, there are times obviously they don't want to comply or <laughs> right. they get upset. But I they think they're going to sneak one in on you. <laughs> oh yeah, they try. I for each kid I have a like a typed up a like a check sheet for them. So it'll say like reading, math, uh, writing, violin, whatever they have to do for their to complete their work and I put it in a page protector and so every day They can pull it out and see oh mondays. This is what I do Tuesday. I got to do this and they can just check it off Um, My younger two love it because they'll be like look mom. I've done this this and this all I have is reading so my oldest, I don't even know where his checklist is right now. But
1: <laughs> Well, you know, um, we have a, in Montessori, they call it a work plan. And uh, that sounds just like what you just said. Um, and you just reminded me that for my, I'm worried more so about my four-year-old because he's just so little and I don't want him to be stuck on workbooks because he's poor. And um, so a lot of the, the things I have to kind of do with him, and that's a lot of time but I know he does have a work plan so I will ask um, his teacher to send me the work plan and I can put it on our website well I'll have uh, Pia put it on our website if any other moms want to see what uh, a Montessori work plan looks like for um, that age group it's called um, the children's house in our school it's called the children's house in other schools um, that my children have gone to it's called primary And um, so that's what I'm thinking right now. But what did you do when your kids were little and needed you more and you had an older kid?
2: Well, um, I didn't school until they were kindergarten age. I didn't do any kind of official schooling like paper, pencil, teaching them to read um, because just all the research and everything I had read about. And obviously I I have a master's in education as well. And so I didn't feel if they're not ready and my oldest was not at the time to start learning how to read, I didn't push him. We just did play dates. We did games. We did just fun stuff, no paper and pencil kind of work. Um, I mean, unless the school, this is what I think personally, unless your school is assigning work for your child to do, then I would just let them play, do puzzles with them, do, you know, Things that they enjoy, like if they enjoy doing a word search or something like that, then absolutely do that. But if they're not interested, don't force it. Because too many well, I kids just don't get
1: want him in my face, like, <laughs> like I want him to. Cool. And, you know, I because mean, you know, I'm like he could do trains, but the trains may. They, I'm not even talking about teaching him. Like my middle one, Talia, she taught herself to write. She loves she loves workbooks, so. At, her, his, at his age, yeah, she, I could give him workbooks and whatever. I just need to keep him busy so he's not in my face when I'm trying to work really with the other ones. And that's kind of what I'm asking you. Like, how, what did you do with the little ones when you, when you had little ones that weren't school-aged, but you had to work with your school-aged ones? What did you do to keep them busy?
2: Well, with uh, when I had the oldest one and he was schooling, I was only doing school like an hour, an hour and a half a day. And so I would do it when she napped or when she was distracted. And then my third child, when I had the older two, she, she wanted to learn. So at four, she was in the classroom. And so I just got fun workbooks for her to do, but I've heard like a lot of speakers talk about, you know, give them a task, Like, hey, go find all the green Legos and bring them to me or go find like something to make them go do something. And so they will be coming and checking in, but it will give you a few moments with the older kids. Um, And it depends. If your child's independent enough where they will play on their own, let them go in the playroom or another room and just play. Maybe, you know, have a, a, a unique toy or activity that they only get to do while you're schooling. So it's something that they look forward to, but they only get to do during that time. And so it might, the novelty will allow them to be engaged in it. I mean, Kumon has some really good books um, for younger ages as well. It could just be like connecting the dots with numbers. It could be cutting. He loves that. He
1: loves it. Yeah. I he mean, I remember. Numbers from Kumon, he loves it. But that will only buy me respect. like 10 minutes though. I mean, everything will only buy me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like the idea of like, go find all, like, he made, I love that idea. Like
0: go find all the green Legos, goodbye, see you in <laughs> 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 go make oh, a make a bowl of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so, awesome.
1: like, yeah,
2: it depends on the kid. If they're independent, like my youngest was pretty independent wanting to play on her own. So it wasn't too much of an issue. But then when she wanted to be a part of it, I just gave her some work that she could do on her own. Just sitting next to us right but they just want to be a part of it right yeah but i mean i transitioned about a year or two ago where i even though we have a technical homeschool room i would not have them in the room together because it was just distracting for them and for me so i literally school them one at a time so my son is at the kitchen table doing his work um and then i'm in the homeschool room with one of the other kids doing reading and maybe checking math and then i switch um, what made I know you a lot of people that will, that. what's that what made you try that because I was just getting so upset and, and like one's doing work and so like I myself have ADHD so I couldn't handle even just someone humming or tapping a pencil yeah. while I'm trying to do reading with the other one um, and then one of my kids is ADHD and dyslexic and so you know she can't read with someone else in the room And so it just, I tried it and it worked out beautifully and they like it because, you know, if they have to sit in the room, they have to sit quietly. Whereas if they are in their own room or in the kitchen or somewhere else, they can hum to themselves. They can listen to music or do something while doing their schoolwork.
1: That's a good, that's a really good tip. They don't have to be all in the same room together, even though you have a homeschool room. Because I have, um, the office I changed into a homeschool room downstairs. I don't know if I feel like sometimes like it was a sixth sense like I expected this to happen or something because <laughs> I, I redecorated my house right umpia like that makes this really livable like my husband has like right now I'm in his office upstairs and it's the third floor in an attic you know so n- now he has to work from home he has a space and then the room downstairs where we where um we recorded before I have a a bookshelf now and a circle table and I have all their crafts and well I don't have their crafts I have all their books and all their learning materials because I've always done extra things at my house I have all that um organized and also tutor at the school so I have um a lot of like hands or materials that I bring that are from I own I bought from my students because I didn't want to borrow the school's materials and I could afford to do that and like you I have a master's in education so I knew how to use these materials so I have a collection and that was like I enjoy tutoring because it ma- it's my outlet. You know, as a, as a stay-at-home mom, it, it makes me feel like this is how I'm giving back to the community, besides raising three healthy beans that aren't thieves <laughs> and that are gonna work in the community as well besides doing that. I, so I have all of these things organized. So I, I have a homeschool room, even though I never intended to homeschool. But last week I did two practice days of homeschooling and- um, How did it go? I realize my table is too small, Mm. even though it can seat four people, it can't, it can't, it can't sit.
0: Four people uh, and books and supplies. Four
1: people and books and supplies and, um, and we have the, we have rugs from, um, Ikea from Montessori, but the table kind of takes up the space, but I'm thinking... Now that I'm, I'm hearing what Hanya is saying, I'm like, well, maybe there's also an extra desk in that room. Maybe we'll try to separate desk, floor, and table, or then eventually separate them to different rooms. I love that. I, I hadn't thought of that. You know, that's why you're here. <laughs> I'm like, maybe we don't need to be in this room. Even though this room exists, we don't have to be here.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and then that will give you that one-on-one time that younger children definitely crave with their parent. And yes. It will allow for some balance and i mean even if you have to for i mean you might not want to but if if it works for some other parent hey you two go watch television for an hour while i work with this child or 30 minutes however you do so at least you know it's not ideal but they're occupied because
1: well you know what they have all these online learning apps now for free and programs for free so i mean a parent doesn't necessarily have to have have a kid go watch their
0: tv well, I'm to say in my adults. classroom, my children did not want to do online learning, learning apps. That was my biggest struggle. Was I'm supposed to be teaching a lesson, but I'm having to monitor what's going on at a small group table because they don't want to do it. the um the learning app. They, I mean, even though they're five, they don't want to do that. They want it to be on YouTube or playing uh playing something that was not considered academic. So. It just depends on your child. If your child is the type that you can say, go do an online learning app and they're gonna do it, it's good. I say go for it, but what if you have that child that doesn't, then do you wanna create a whole nother power struggle with that child trying to Not get through a learning app? I think it, it depends on the child. It is what's gonna to have to work because we don't know how long this is going to last and you don't want the tension in your home Granted, like I say, television is not ideal, but this is not ideal times either.
1: Right. I don't right.
0: think a lot of people are going to have to get out of that mindset that this is what I'm going to do and I'm not going to do anything different. It's what are we going to do not only to survive, but you want to be able to thrive during this time, because if you're just in survival mode, I think it's going to create a lot of antagonism and you're just not going to to feel good. So what's just going to be best for everyone involved. You might have that one child that can truly do academics that other, all day, but then you might have that other child who's only going to do academics when seated down with mom. But that's just my thing. I don't know, someone else might sit well, there.
2: And I, I, I agree, because a lot of what I do, I've done as a homeschool mom, I mean, this is my eighth year, is trial and error. I used to do right. it, everyone sat at a table together. And I did it for years, but it was very frustrating at times. And then when I switched it up, it was great and it's worked well and it continues to work well for us. But who knows? I might switch it again. Same thing with like the reading curriculum I used with one of my kids didn't work with the other. And I went through four different curriculum till I found the one that fit and was good and worked well. Um, My kids, because they're so limited with what they can watch, they would be thrilled to do an app on the iPad. They'd (laughs) see that as a reward because they don't have their own devices. They don't go... Uh, they're not you know on an iPad or a phone much and so when I say you know they'll say can I do the you know money game on the iPad and to them it's a treat <laughs> and money. I'm like, like okay
1: well, only you for a half this. an hour yes. 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 <laughs> if they are good <laughs> yeah.
2: it's all about you know what works like Pia said for your family and for your kids You know, I wonder if in a classroom, because there's other kids to socialize with, yeah, who wants to do a learning app? But if your kid's at home with just a sibling to socialize, a learning app might be appealing instead of, hey, here's a choice, read a book or do this app. Then that might be how you get your kid to do the app instead of, but again, I think putting your kid in front of a a TV show for 30 minutes so you can do reading or math or something with your child is going to be beneficial to what you need to accomplished like you don't need to be sitting two three hours straight doing work with your kids and I think a lot of people think that's what homeschooling is and I know people that that do that but that's never been what I've done when my kids were until they could read fluently on their own all I did was reading writing and math I didn't do anything else I would do read alouds, like I would read stuff to them but as far as like sit down curriculum that's all I did Once they could read independently on their own, then I could be like, okay, here, read this history book, or here, read this, and let's talk about it when you're done, or we'll read it together, and, but it was never a, you know, this is the first year where we've kind of had like formal classes, and it was only because my son was going into seventh grade, and I wanted to prepare him for a high school type setting, but not do it right before.
1: Right, makes sense. So um how so how many hours do you not how many hours do you put into homeschooling as far as like academics are concerned like paper pen sort of academics at child yeah, yeah so the
2: oldest that's in 7th grade he probably spends about 3 hours a day maybe 4 if he's got a lot of work but okay. he doesn't spend a lot of time but also he has to do reading for some of his classes too so i don't necessarily always count that because he'll do that at night and i don't i don't even know when he reads it but i know he reads the books at some point during the day um and then the younger two i have like a fourth grader and a second grader and they i mean maybe an hour and a half maybe two um that i would would spend on on their work but yeah no we're not spending all day doing doing work.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that you're saying that because a lot of these schedules that I see, like it's mimicking actual school. And I don't think that people realize that just because your children are in school for eight hours a day or seven, they're not doing seven hours worth of work. My lessons are five minutes and then it's like they're doing activities so you can do small groups. So it all, they might get two out, two good hours. I don't even think they get two good hours of instruction a day. In kinder, it's probably more like an hour and a half. Even in second and third grade, it's not two hours. Once you factor in the fact that it takes us 15 minutes to clean up and go to lunch or come back to yeah. recess and use the restroom. So, you know, you go to lunch or let's say you go to recess. It takes 15 minutes to get there, 15 minutes to come back. That's half an hour of your day just done. So every transition reduces the amount of time that's actually spent in lesson, So homeschool parents, you don't have to have that 50 minute block of classes seven times, a, seven times a day.
2: It's no, absolutely not. It's, it's complete overkill. Cause even some of what I think gets done in schools is busy work. Like it you're is. just keeping kids occupied while you're working with one or working, you know, getting ready for your next um, lesson. I mean, I taught in the public school system for several years. So I, I understand how that works. And I think a lot of times when people start homeschooling, they think they need to replicate the school system at home. And for me, that's the whole reason I didn't do school traditional schools. I didn't want that for my kids. I wanted them to have certain skills that I felt like regular schools did not teach. And so part of my mindset was, all right, we don't need to do school all day. We need the basics. And then once they know the basics, they can learn whatever they want. Cause once they can read, they can they can travel, they can do whatever.
1: So what are what are I have two things? I think this is gonna be a end of you know long interview. Um I have you said things you said something and I want you to talk about it. Like what are some qualities you wanted to instill in your children outside of educate outside of like the traditional school setting, because for right now, for some of us, this may be our only time we will ever get this opportunity to do this. And some people need to see it see it as something exciting as well, and not just like daunting. And the other thing is too, some people are going to need busy work because they're working from home. So, yeah. um, so tell me some of the things that uh, you you wanted to instill in your kids, and how do you and how do you instill it? especially now that you're gonna be stuck in the house. I understand before you would go out and do all these wonderful things, but now. Oh.
2: So for me, there were two things that were really important that driving forces to make, to want me to homeschool. They were, I wanted them to be critical thinkers and I wanted them to be independent learners. And so um, right on. in order to achieve those goals, I felt like I don't need them to do a lot of work. I need them to do the basics And I need them to learn to do it on their own. So my oldest, by the time he was in third or fourth grade, he was doing most of his work on his own. Um, And so now he's in seventh. He does most of his work on his own. He just may have a few questions here and there, or if he doesn't understand a concept, we'll go over it. But I would say the amount of time I spend working with him, maybe an hour a week. Like I really don't spend a lot of time working with him. I'll check his work. And then if something's wrong, we'll go over it. But um, he is very independent and he won't ask for help unless he needs it. And that's one of the things I heard a um, a lecturer say one time is, you know, kids, if they ask for help, give them help. Like they're not going to ask if they don't need it. But don't feel like you're ever helping too much because once they feel like they get it, they're going to do it on their own. Because sometimes we think like, oh, you're in such and such grade. You should be able to do this. I do that, that to my, I do that to my second grader. Sorry, <laughs> I feel
1: guilty now. That's why we're talking to you because I'm gonna she's gonna be I can see she's gonna be super needy during this process. But that also could be her connecting with me because this is yes. time.
2: I mean, I've done it too. I've heard that. And I believe that but I've done it. I've, you know, like, I'm like, Are you kidding? Do you really <laughs> not understand this? You just you spent the last two days doing this kind of, you know, multiplication? Why can you suddenly not do it today? But you
1: know. Exactly. She's incapable of studying her multiplication tables by herself, but she's super smart. She gets it like in five minutes. And I'm like, I had to, I had to come here and sit down for five minutes. You just couldn't do this by yourself. No, I couldn't. Yeah. I just had to hold the card. Because in Kumon, it's like, a I don't know if your kids ever did Kumon, but it's like, a they're all, it's not one flash. It's not like a flash card for nine times one. They don't do it like that. It's old school. I call it colonial math. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> cause my mom said that that's how she learned math and she was in a, a colonized. That's the best screen. way
0: to learn multiplication tables. Rope, it, so rope, I, it,
1: rope my, Yeah, my mom, that's how she learned it. And so my mom and Kennedy do it, sing it together in some, you know, colonial type setting. <laughs> like, that's what yeah. it reminds me of. I just had to show her the card with the rote learning. And um, it does work because you know what? I didn't learn like that and I still don't know mine. So I have to look at it from the <laughs> back. So I could see the right answers to make sure she knows it right. She knows it better than me. Like She asked me a question the other day. I'm like, um, honey, you actually know your multiplication tables better than I do at this point. So um, I have to write it out and do some sort of new math magic to figure out what you just said and you could do it in your head. Um, what was I thinking, I'm thinking again? Yeah, so it, I find that to be so annoying because I'm like, I, I'm trying to cook you breakfast, and you can just sit there and do it yourself, but you're incapable of doing that. And I know I've heard it a hundred times, and I guess I need to keep hearing it a hundred more. If they ask for help, give it to them because, you know, they need it somewhere. They need it emotional yeah. or intellectual. They need it.
2: Yeah, it's true. And it's keep- hard though, because, you know, we have other responsibilities and we feel like this is something I feel like you can do independently. Let me do what I need to do to help you or help the family and you do your part. But, you know, and maybe over time, she'll be more independent with it. Um, But maybe, you know, think about it for them. This is a huge adjustment. I mean, they're used to going to school. They're used to being around their friends. They're used to having a teacher. And now for mom to be teacher is, is hard. And then also they can't go out and play. They can't do all the things. So it's, and they don't understand fully what's going on um so i think we have to and i'm guilty of this too is cut them a little slack and realize like look this is a huge i mean we never as kids or even adults have experienced this kind of situation
0: i mean i think a lot of times parents say oh my not all but it's that idea that oh my goodness i have to spend my time all day with my parent i mean with my children i wonder how children feel like our children say (laughs) oh my god I have to spend all day with these people so you're right it is an adjustment and I think for a lot of us we're looking at it from our perspective but how do they feel about this
1: right and I'm just getting the realization that like I also have to give myself grace you know they'll have to be it's like almost like having a newborn again like the dishes have to sit you know I'm like well maybe the dishes won't be that clean for you know for a few days well I mean I'll do them eventually in the day. But you know, like as far as like cleaning up everything right afterwards and just getting everything organized and be on top of everything, it may not happen because they may need me to sit and do their multiplication table with them even though I know they can do it on
2: their own. Yeah. <laughs> you no. Know? Yes, yeah. It's an adjustment for everyone. And I think it's it's a wonderful opportunity to bond with your children and just spend time. Like I recommend like people that have elementary and even older kids just read aloud. Like, get a good book that you know, kind of all of them will understand, and read to them. And like my kids, we have a lot of books on CD, and two of mine love listening to stories. Like they've listened to the whole Chronicles of Narnia. They've listened to the Boxer and Like all these books, oh, they just stop hit. showing off. Oh,
1: and no. I keep talking about that. I tried to do Charlotte's <laughs> Web last week for quiet time, and I was like beat up. I was like attacked. No one. T- and, and you will have a
0: big difference in age. They huh? start to
1: fight each other. They start to fight me. I was like, <laughs> this
0: is Charlotte's web. I was like. No, you still have toddlers. You have to remember, Brienne. you said they're yeah, toddlers until small. six. You still have toddlers. Well, he,
1: he showed himself, boy. He was like, on oh, my <laughs> head.
2: <laughs> but do they oh. enjoy it? But that's part of the. See, I
1: think the older ones, I think the older two could could kind of get with it. But the toddler was like, "No way!" I, I think if I was reading it, like, if I had the book in my hand, maybe I should. He can't read it anyway. Maybe I should just have a fake book in my hand and pretend.
0: <laughs> and I, I don't own
1: Charlotte's Web, and I'm trying not to keep ordering things, but I do have yeah. a, I do have an Audible, and I do have some credits. And Audible are giving books, you know, for free now because of the situation. Thank you, Audible. And I'm like, well, thank you, Audible, but you're not helping me because my kids are the only kids in the world <laughs> that can't sit down and listen. But well,
2: what so, if you know. read to them? Like when you read a story read to them, them
1: I think they'll listen. I think
2: so, so then maybe you get Charlotte's Web and you read it to them.
1: <laughs> I, I think I will have to put that on
2: my list. <laughs> yeah. Are the but, yeah, libraries
0: closed now? Are libraries closed? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if it's such a good idea. Some, but, yeah, no, and I I, know. I'm not suggesting that. But I noticed that with my students at school, that when they would have one or because the thing in our class is to give them two or three books in this little bag for them to read, eh, They would read for two minutes. But my library had I don't know probably about two or three hundred books. One children could sit there forever and just go backwards and go from book to book. So I know a lot of people just don't have a lot of books, but if you just put what you have, books, magazines, whatever, in a pile and put your child there, they're more likely just to, even if they're not reading, they're going through, they're looking at pictures and that's something else that would, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine year olds that will pass the time if they just have access to a lot of different media. It doesn't have, like I said, it doesn't have to be books specifically, but just magazines, newspapers, anything that that's appealing. That's something else that you could put out for them to, um, to pass the time and allow you to spend time with other children.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, every kid's different. Cause I have, I truly believe some kids are readers and some yeah. are not. That like I true. have three, two of mine love to read, love to listen to stories. They'll sit and listen for hours. It could be me. It could be a CD. They will, but one like even she's as a, a baby, bit I trying could to tell. Funny, <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> would sit on my lap and then squirm out at nine months old. Like wouldn't even let me finish a story. And now you know she's older and she's still, you right. know, she'll listen with them. And she's like, oh, another story. Like she gets annoyed that they're always putting a, a CD in to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just not her thing. <laughs>
0: she's whatever. going to. Uh, she's going to be a. Um... A CEO
2: of a corporation, one. Yes, he doesn't have time to waste listening to books, apparently.
1: (laughs) And it could just not be her time either, because I, I I wasn't really interested unless it was morbid. I wasn't like I like Anne Frank when I was like you know nine years old, and which was I think is probably a really great book for kids to read right now. Yes, Um, I may have to look into rereading it, but um, what was I thinking of again? Um, Yeah, I'd never really was able to, I didn't have the attention span to read long books, even though I had the ability, I just didn't have the attention span for it, so, um, Emmanuel. Yeah, so, but later on in life, I did develop it when it was something I actually cared about. What about working out? We did an interview with, um, a, a fitness instructor, and she was suggesting, um, working out about three times a day with your kids or just getting them to do physical things. How do you, do you fit in working out into, or gym or PE or physical play or whatever you call it into your schedule?
2: Well, before (laughs) last week, yeah, they are all, we're all enrolled in a sport. So now it's, um, they go outside and play like in the backyard. But my husband, when he gets home from work, he'll take uh, one or two of them for a bike ride or he'll do like a workout video and they always want to do it with him. So I have two that like to act, you know, like to be outside and active. I have one that's just wants to sit and listen to a story. Um, so that's the one we kind of have to encourage and push like, hey, let's go for a bike ride. Hey, let's go do um, do this. So yeah, I try and just make them go outside even if it's, you know, with if, so they'll do a little bit of school, have lunch and then maybe finish school. But I'll say, you know, go outside, play outside for 30 minutes or whatever if you play outside for 30 you can watch a movie or you know right. you can just even too, just right? to, yeah we do but you know it's too cold right now to right but um but yeah they'll just you know we have a little basketball hoop out in the back and we have a playground and a trampoline so there's plenty for them to do but even you, not just um, run around and play tag they can play
1: when the weather's warmer did you in, did, was pool was pool something you did during the week or something like no it's not it's a distraction we can't do it on the school day it takes too long they'll never get out the pool how did that work because I have a pool
2: oh we would let them and my husband would swim with them in the morning before work sometimes okay um and then you know sometimes he would get them out and have them showered already other times I'd be like it's okay let them swim because you know it's usually my younger two and they don't have as much work. Um, But I have found that when I let them, like sometimes when they're playing so nicely, I don't want to interrupt. So I'll let them. And then if we don't do school, we don't start school by a certain time. It's a lot harder. Like they just, they don't do well with afternoon school. They want morning just works better. So, you know, I'll try and save the activities or the rewards for after lunch. Because if I let them do it first, it's really hard to rein them back in and get the work done without fussing or complaining.
1: Right, do you let them, um, like when I had my practice homeschooling last week, there was a, I found a a uh, schedule online that I thought was great. I showed it to them, they thought it was great. And I said, well, let's kind of just use this as a model and then we'll fill in things that we need to adjust. Um, as we go on, but so do you do this do you do that with your kids like have them try to make the schedule with you for the week, or not at this point anymore because it's it's already not, done like you guys yeah. have your own rhythm
2: yeah, we kind of already already are in a rhythm, so I think in the beginning, you know I asked them like you know, does the checklist help you does this you know what would help you get your work done if you get you know, we have activities to get to. So you got to be done by a certain time. Um, But no, I not recently. I mean, we've been doing this for a while. So in the beginning, but every now and then we'll stop and reassess. And I'll ask like, Hey, you know, do you want to like, if, if we're having a bad day, and maybe you've had a, a string of bad days, I may sit down and be like, Okay, what what do you want to do differently? Do you want to, you know, I've one that has ADHD and dyslexia. So I will, you know, it's more with her that I have to Change things up. How about we just work twenty minutes and then take a break? Or you know, why don't we? You know, you run around outside and I'll make suggestions to her. She wants to just get it done, but I'm like, but you're sitting here wanting to get it done, but you got tears running down your face. She's a hard worker. Yeah, she is. But I'm like, this is not productive. If we're crying and we're trying to read, and so it's not a punishment when I say, hey, let's take a break. You go do something else. But she's just so conscientious and wants to get it done and doesn't want to have to have this looming over her head. Um, so it's hard. So in you know, those circumstances, and as I learn more, you know I'm always going to lectures or reading articles and I'll read something like, oh, let me try that. And I'll try it and see how it works. Sometimes it works, sometimes it, it doesn't. I mean, I'm learning as they're learning as well.
1: And for some, um, for some of our listeners that do have children with dyslexia or learning disabilities, do you have any tips on how how you help them at home with this
2: yeah i mean um i have some really good curriculum that i've used that has really helped with um with my daughter with dyslexia and i've learned that doing affirmations with her really helps it's good for all kids
1: and And how do you do that give me an example
2: Um, like when the lesson
1: starts or during the day how does it work with
2: affirmations I try so like I'll get up in the morning and I come come out she's like mom I've done this this and this and it's hard for me because that's not my love language and but I will say wow that's great I'm so proud of you good job whereas sometimes in the past I've been like well did you finish it or you know (laughs) you said you did your math but you didn't do two word problems and and she's she's very articulate she's called me out like mom, why can't you just say good job? Why do you have to always point out the negative? And I'm like, oh, okay, you are right. Right. So I see that she needs it and she knows she needs it. And she'll tell me she needs it. Um, And so just, I try and, you know, they say, catch your kids doing good and comment on it. I'm trying to be better about that. I mean, she's the one that will make breakfast for everyone. She's the one that will get up and do her work. She's the one that, you know, but she's the one that struggles the most with her schooling. So we have to I have to be better about, you know, catching her, doing good stuff and really praising her even because I know it's hard. It's so much harder for her. Her work is so much harder than it is for even her younger sister. It's like when she reads a page, it's a struggle and I see it. And I and I, you know, I went to a, a workshop with Nye House, which is a resource here in Houston where they help parents and teachers with kids that have dyslexia. And they did a simulation where you had to go through and you literally had the same frustration and feeling that a child that is struggling with reading has. And for me, it was really eye-opening to see like, wow, like I was getting angry. I was getting frustrated. I was like, why is this facilitator, you know, not explaining this or not Mm. showing me what to do? And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's how my daughter feels every single day when we do school. And so- I think you have to realize the limit, you know, and there's a range with kids that have ADHD or dyslexia and you have to realize where your kid is and they may not be able to do every single thing that other kids are, are doing in the same way, you know?
1: Right. Well, um, I think you're, you're like full of information. And if if you don't mind, could you, to make us a list of some of these organizations and curriculums that you found helpful. I know a lot of people are just waiting for their schools to magically give them a curriculum and distant learning. But in my experience, a lot of schools um, don't always have it together, especially in this, this particular time, no school really has it together and everyone yeah. is just making things up as they go. And the distant learning that a child's school may come up with, may not be the fit for your child. So exactly. I would love to have some other curriculum or ideas for parents to go to if they find that it's not working for them. Like, what do I do now? Yeah. So um, if you don't mind giving us a list.
2: No, I have a list and I can send it to you guys. Um, Thank you so much. To, to share because, yeah, and I would still, I would love to, I'd like to reiterate that if they're in elementary and they're not a fluent reader yet, and your school's not giving work, don't bombard them with work. Just do, you know, do some reading, do some writing. I mean, they're like, like,
1: wait for them to get, to get stuff to you. For your reading, like you're saying.
2: When my kids were like kindergarten for a second, all I did for writing is I bought a notebook from the dollar store, I bought a lot of them, I bought a notebook (laughs) from the dollar store and I would ask him, what sentence do you want to write? And it was always something Lightning McQueen or cars or whatever. I would write it. I would print it, and then he would just copy it. I mean, he th- he knew his letters at that point, but it was just practicing penmanship, and that's all we did. I mean, it doesn't doesn't have to be this, you know, eighty dollar curriculum to right. to learn. There are some, and they're good, but sometimes it's just as simple as, hey, let's just write a sentence. What do you want to write about? And nowadays, you can find stuff online and even have it printed with the dots, with the sent- and you can make up your own sentence and. Um, there's just so many resources out there for homeschoolers.
1: And that sounds um, awesome. And I'm all for not waiting for your school to do anything for you, especially right now at this stage. Like this is everyone, I don't know how they're going to do it. Like, I I just don't know. (laughs) And I'm like, I I don't think people, I, of course, if you, if you want to wait, that's fine, but don't wait when it comes to reading to your kids, like you're saying, you know, maybe they should start a journal or something, something very simple, not aggressive, but yeah. Don't lose this opportunity. Don't enjoy your child.
2: Exactly. Cause they're going to remember this time. They're going to remember, wow, the time that we didn't finish the school year, we were out of school for three months. And what is that memory going to be? Is it going to be, that mom was yelling at me to get my schoolwork done. Where's it going to be? We sat on the couch together and she read stories. And we spent more time with mom and dad uh, or whoever the caregiver is than I ever did before. And those are memories and bonds that will last a lifetime for them.
1: Right. Like I don't want to spend more than like two hours on schoolwork a day, if that much. And I know I would love to just do one hour, but I know that. I have my snuggly ones that want to need to help them <laughs> you know so let me take a little bit more time but I, I want to bake with them I want to you know I don't want to sew with them but I did sew with them this morning and that was fun it was frustrating really frustrating I had to FaceTime my sister <laughs> to help me which was frustrating for her because she couldn't touch it. She's like, just do this. I'm like, I'm doing this. And she's like, calm down. I'm like, I am calm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you know, but they love it. They, they, they love it. They, you know, they, they know I'm not a calm person, so they're not waiting for that to happen, but they, they were loving that my sister was there and they're, I'm arguing with my sister and they're sewing with me and they're just having a good time. And, And that's what I want them to remember about this particular time with me, like how amazing it was. I just want them to love learning and enjoy what we have now because we may never have this again.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, this time at home with our kids and hopefully we won't, and I know it's a stressful time for a lot of parents. So hopefully I'll, the, the kids won't feel that much stress. Sophia.
0: Thank you for coming. <laughs> did you ask me a question because i'm in a daze over here <laughs> did you ask me a question Brian? no i are just asking
1: like if you have anything else to say anything else to add to this
0: no i find myself doing what i've been doing a lot over the past few days i'm like zoning out <laughs> i'm in a whole different world i have so many things on my mind i hate to say it but i'm that one person who's like excited because i have so many things i can get done and i am trying to prioritize what i can do first so I'm sitting here listening to Hanya talk, and I'm like, oh, let me do this, and I need to revamp this, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. My mind is, it's like this big.
1: It's funny because I'm hearing Hanya talk, and I'm like, so I don't have to do this, and I don't have to do this, and I don't have to do this. And I'm like, my mind's like, okay, I don't have to do my dishes. I think she
0: did not say you did not have to do your dishes okay she did not say that and she didn't say you have to do 100 things but that's what we're hearing okay that's right <laughs> it's not rocket no, It's, it's not that, but fun, it's like, but it's ideas to do things differently and so then once you do one for me once i do one thing differently it's like well maybe i can tweak this and that might work in this area but what about in that area so yeah i'm excited I, I, i'm excited too i'm just so excited about this
1: time and, uh, and, I, and I understand it's not an exciting time for a lot of people. And it's not always an exciting time for me. Even when I was sewing today, I was like, this stupid sewing kit my sister bought for my kids. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: by the end of it, I was like, oh, you know and I'm looking, thinking about it. I'm like, they really had a good time with this sewing kit. And, and that's what, we're going to use everything, all those kits that you bought for your kids over the years that you never have time to
0: do. <laughs> we're going to grow crystals. <laughs> You're going to do what? Grow crystals. How do you do that? I don't know. I have a kit, but really, you only, <laughs> You're like, honestly, Get you, you only need sugar, water, yeah. and string. Okay. Yeah. well, Or salt. You can do salt and water or sugar and water, and you can grow crystals. And food coloring, if you want to make it different colors.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, just look on YouTube or on the internet. You'll find it. It's, I didn't
0: know that was a thing. I didn't easy. know. Yeah, yeah, it's really easy. You can have a lot of fun. I found a slime well, recipe today with dish soap and cornstarch so it's like ah i hope i can't wait to my next grocery store trip so i can get cornstarch
1: and my grocery store trip has a lot well not trip but i'm gonna do um delivery a lot of it has to do with things i want to do with the kids Mm -hmm. which is baking i just like we're gonna make artisan bread we're gonna make um wheat bread we're gonna do bread in the in the Baking machine the bread maker that my mother-in-law got for me two years ago. I never used it for. I never, I don't really like the bread making machine or whatever it's called But it's something gonna, that gonna my kids can it? probably do easier. I don't know. We'll try it out. I own it. We'll, we're going to use it
0: Well, so. you know, actually where I'm I guess I'm this is going to be one of my trips for the week Hobby Lobby. Not Hobby Lobby. Home Depot. I need to buy paint. I because I'm painting Emmanuel's bedroom and I'm um, so I'm, I'm trying to make a list so I can get everything in one trip so I don't have to go, but one time, I'm building a porch on his playhouse. I'm gonna raise his port, his playhouse, and then put a porch. And I saw this um, this picture where somebody made a garden next to their child's playhouse, and I go, man, I'm not gonna say we're gonna do that, but that would be so much fun. And so there's so many things I want to do around the house because my fence. Um, to the backyard, meets and repairs. So I'm going to swap the post to the other side. So, Can you order
1: it, pre-order it on, on Home Depot so you don't have to go to the store? I'm very
0: people. I'm very, and I try, but I'm, I'm really that person that has to be like, eh, eh, looking. Yeah, you're right.
1: I mean, there's certain things you see it and once you get to the store, you're like, oh, I didn't see that online. It's true, you're right. Exactly,
0: and looking at websites, honestly, it. I'm not a shopper. So going online and just shopping, it doesn't work for me. Now, I can go through line and just put a lot of things in my cart and have it come home, try it on, and take it back. But as far as shopping online, like, I really want this. No. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. And for
2: those of us that see this as an opportunity to rest and don't want to do the baking, the sewing, or the painting, it's perfect. Don't feel bad about that. Right. Um, you know, it's easy for us, especially we see people posting on Facebook, all the things they're doing with their kids or, you know, and all I the wonderful. Yeah. What? Oh.
1: and I said, I'm sorry, this is one of the things I wanted you to talk about um, with our listeners, because you probably experienced this more than we have in the homeschool world and having friends, other homeschooler friends on Facebook and you see what they're doing with their kids, not to compare your homeschool it's not you are learning in your home because i don't know necessarily we should call it homeschool but you know not to compare it to other people because
2: we make the mistake of i see you post that you're baking with your kids i see pia posting that she's painting her kids room and making slime i see someone else posting that they planted a garden i see and so in my mind i've built this image of what my homeschooling experience should be and it's the superwoman no one's doing all of those things but yet we pick and choose all the great things everyone's doing and then we think oh well I can't I can't measure up to that and so exactly. I think you have to we all have certain strengths we all have certain interests and what you're like I, my, I like to play games so my kids and I have played more games this week than we've had in a long time um because we have the time like even though we homeschool we didn't necessarily have a lot of time to be home because when we're home we're doing the school work and then when we're out we're doing all the other other activities but yeah it's 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 hard not to do especially with with this social media and the world we live in now and pinterest um but yeah we have to just realize like look this is your kids are not gonna they're not going on facebook and seeing oh well so-and-so's mom did this and so-and-so's mom did this. Why can't we Good do point. all these things? And you know, I think you can ask your kids, hey, what would you what would what's one thing you'd love to do? Like, oh, I want to paint. Okay, well, let's, you know, order ca- a canvas and some paint on Amazon and you can paint a picture, or let's, you know, I want to bake. And so you you do that. But I think it's what they're interested in and what you're interested in. You just find a, a common ground. Years ago, um, a woman, I heard a woman say, you know, when your kids are old adults and someone asks them, Oh, you were homeschooled. You know, what, what, what was that like your kids not going to say, Oh, you know, algebra was just great. I loved doing <laughs> math with my mom. So <laughs> much, I love the biology that we, you know, we sometimes get so focused on what is being learned rather than the experience you know, it's going to, I I would hope it would be, we got to do school in our pajamas, or we sat and read books with our mom, or we baked with her, or we did this, or, you know, memories that they made, rather than, oh, the math, which the curriculum my mom chose was just the best. (laughs) She
0: really prepared
2: me for high school. Yeah. Because I I think it's easy to lose focus. We get so focused on what's being learned, the actual academics, when um, that's not, I mean, it's important, but it's not the most, most important.
0: You know, this is a random thought, but it just, it, it kind of relates how we're talking about experiences. And over the past few weeks, it's really annoyed me because it's tax timing on Facebook. I guess that's a big deal. And people are talking about, well, don't spend your income tax on whatever, travel and have experiences with children. With your children and i'm like okay travel's good i'm not going to discount travel but i feel like people overlook the fact that experiences are something that happen every day it's not something right. that I, just I happens when you are traveling to a foreign country or when you're at a at a, a theme park and like you said Hania said experience of hanging out in the pajamas with your parents it's the experience of making slime Everything that you do with your children has the possibility of being either a fantastic experience, just a regular part of life, or a negative experience. Everything that we do and we can control how how we maneuver through this time and if we can truly make it a great experience for not just the children, not just ourselves, but everyone in the family because we're all in the house together. We are. We are. (laughs) We are. All right. Well, thank so. you for, for talking to us. That was, yeah, it was fun. Fun. Thank you for coming to, well, not coming, but joining us on Zoom. Zoom is like the coolest thing ever. I know, it's so cool.
1: I'm like, i like, I've been doing Zoom for months now.
0: Almost exactly, like, like we've been using Zoom for years, Brienne, but it's like, I'm now, I'm, I'm learning more features about it and I'll be using it. So Zoom, I, I'm loving it. So thank you, Han.
2: Thank Panya. you for having me. No I appreciate problem. it. And I will- Send you the resources. Ooh. Yes, we'll probably call you again. Yes, we probably will.
1: Come check in with us in a few weeks. <laughs> See how goodbye. exciting we are. See what pro- what projects have we not finished.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. All right, bye. bye. The podcast is over, but that does not mean that the conversation has to end. Connect with Brienne and I on Instagram at mommy where is my shoe. Or you may email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com. We also have a website, so check it out. ww.mommywhereismyshoe.com. Before you go, do us a favor. If you like mommy where is my shoe the podcast, please rate us in your app. And if you don't like it, email us at podcast at mommywhereismyshoe.com and tell us why. Either way, thank you for the feedback. Goodbye.